Welcome to another episode of the weekly webinar series brought to you by the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, where our mission is to connect, educate, and elevate the performance and knowledge base for experts who work in the most expansive industry in North America. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our Wednesday webinar on the world of social media. Um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok. There's so many social media apps that it can make your head spin. It makes my head spin. Um, so which ones are right for your business? We've looked at this from DPHA, and I know everybody has really looked at this for their businesses today. So we have a wonderful panel here that I'd like to introduce you to. First, we have Michael Hobbs, the president of Car Company, a rep agency out of Florida. Hi, Michael. Hello. Um, then we have Nathaniel Chown, marketing manager at Chown Hardware out of Seattle. Right, you're up in Seattle, right, Nathaniel? Seattle, Portland, and Bellevue. Fantastic. So, hello and, from the sunny Pacific Northwest. And I do have to give you a little shout out. DPHA Showroom of the Year winner this year for nice. their Seattle showroom. Thank you. Thank so you. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful showroom. And then our wonderful last minute edition. Thank you, Anthony Hajar, Director of Business Development for Jack Lowe. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, so now that I have introduced you to the panel, we'd like to know a little bit about you guys. So I'm going to launch the poll about 30 seconds. If you guys could just tell us what industry segment you are a part of, just gives us a nice broad, uh, broader look at, uh, at the attendee list. Ooh, I am happy to see that we have more dealers than we've had in the past. This is great. Nathaniel, is it your team? Are they all on? Because that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, I do know that at least one person with my last name is is on that the call. I did so. see. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Everyone get a chance? All right. I'm going to end the poll. Ready? All right. We do have a majority manufacturer um, with 50%. And then the second percentage is dealers at 22%. So thank you. And we have a couple of reps on as well. Um, we do have two designers on. So thank you designers for, for joining us. I'd love to hear your uh, input on social media and how you use it because we are, a lot of us use social media to attract the designers. So that's great. And then the other is usually Rebecca, but there's someone else as well. <laughs> All righty. So thank you all for joining us. Stefan um, Roy is probably the other other. What? Stefan Roy is probably your other yes, other. Yes, you're right. Yep, he usually is. <laughs> Good catch there. <laughs> all righty. Um, so the panel we have with us today represents three segments of our DPHA membership, rep, dealer, and manufacturer. They will each be sharing with us how they handle social media, why it's important, and what does and doesn't work for them. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions that I'd like each of you to answer um, 
if you're if you're if the question's already been answered the way you would answer it, you can just say Sam. Um, but what are your social media goals, Michael? Can you start because when um, when Lucille volunteered you for this, um, you did tell me that social media has been a really big push for you guys. So what are your social media goals? Sure, we actually have a couple different goals. As as a rep, obviously we want to support our manufacturers and their marketing efforts. So we try to mirror up with our, our manufacturers on their product releases, uh, any type of updates. So we want to make sure we're saying the same message as our manufacturers. Uh, second, we want to we want to brand car company, our agency. You know, we want to be thought of as experts in our field, as knowledge experts, product experts, market experts. Uh, so we feel it's important to be active on social media for that. And then lastly, we try to position our uh, our associates as kind of thought leaders in the market. You know, whether it's in design, whether it's in sales management. Uh, whatever they're, whatever they do for us in our agency, we want to make sure that they're viewed uh, in the market as being those thought leaders. Uh, so that's that's important to us. And then uh, we're hedging against you know a generational shift in our industry. We've got some younger folks coming up through the industry, and they like to receive information in a different way. So uh, as much as uh, some of our sales reps like to hand out literature. Uh, you know, in some cases, I think it's important to cater to the group that likes to receive information and updates via social media or electronically. So uh, we're catering to that field as well. So those are, those are our primary goals as a rep. Those are great goals. Nathaniel, what do you have to add to that? Um, I would say that um, our first goal when I uh, came into my position was to uh, differentiate ourselves, um, not entirely from the manufacturers that we work with, but develop our own brand. I, I think that's really important for um, for dealers in our industry to give your followers and uh, and and your friends on social platforms. Um, a real clear understanding of who you are. Um, at the end of the day, you know you can you can find probably ten manufacturers across state lines in your regions that all sell the same products, and eventually someone has to make the decision that you're a better value than the person across the street if your prices match. So there's uh, I, I, my first and biggest goal was get, balancing that scale between here's all the beautiful products we sell, and here is who we actually are so that it feels like a social engagement with your with your followers not just you know peddling faucets and doorknobs that's great and anthony what about jacko's goals uh, our goals are obviously to followers 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 um you know we want to obviously gain as many followers as we can obviously keeping within our brand guidelines um you know getting as much content as we can, you know, doing certain contests at times. Um, you know, basically, like I said, the two things for us is getting the, the the correct amount of content and getting that out there so we can continue to gain as many followers as possible. Um, I have, a, you know, thinking of where we are today, right? We're, we're in COVID, right? So how do we touch as many people as possible? So again, social media right now is by far the easiest. That's the, the lowest hanging fruit. Um, and that's how you're going to be able to, to, you know, with the specific content, gain as many followers as possible. I mean, obviously yeah. there's a, yeah. No, go on. No, there's, there's obviously a science to it. And there's many things that we have to, you know, touch upon in order to do that. There's a process as with anything, but, you know, like I said, followers, 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 that's, that's our goal. 
So who are, who is your target follower? Um, many different, uh, Mrs. Jones, uh, our end user, of course, uh, you have the design community, the A and D community. And then of course, uh, Nathaniel, people like you at Chound, you know, our, our dealers, um, because when you see stuff that we post, you in turn are going to, if you're following us, hopefully you're going to potentially take our stuff and repost it. And then maybe somebody else, a designer may take it and repost it. And, you know, that's how, you know, you kind of reciprocate with either different manufacturers that are non-competing on a regular basis. Um, I know our, our social media gal who does that is wonderful with that. She'll, she'll always go in and, you know, talk to so many other different manufacturers and communicate with them and follow back and interact. And that's how other people kind of find out who you are. So that's something that we found has been very, very uh, useful for us. Great. And you have also done a great job and Nathaniel too. Um, Mike, I'm sure you do as well. I just haven't had the experience with you directly. If this was, is tagging us and, and resharing and making sure that everyone is given the credit um, that they're due. Nathaniel, you guys did that a lot with us when you won your award, which is very exciting. Um, and Anthony with the posts for today. So that's great. It's, it's really very neat. Um, Michael, what are, what have you found to be the best channels um, of social media for accomplishing your goals? Uh, that's a great question. And that's, I feel like that's a very fluid question because it just depends on, on kind of what, what's hot. I, I will tell you that I've got two teenage daughters and they have forbidden me to post anything on TikTok. <laughs> so that's, I'll just be upfront about that. I, as much as that intrigues me and I like to play around with TikTok to understand kind of if there's any value there, uh, I have, I have told them I'll lay off that for a period of time. So <laughs> Uh, we're not doing anything on TikTok, but we do a lot on we do a lot on uh, Facebook. In Facebook, we try to take we try to cater the content to uh, to contractors that would be installing the product, so more more contract driven information. Uh, Instagram and LinkedIn, we try to and Instagram is relatively new to us, but uh, LinkedIn we've been very active, and that's much more the AD community engineers really trying to drive that kind of that high level conversation. And then uh, we do Twitter and Twitter for us is more kind of like a wild west where things are popping, moving. You get a lot of activity on one post and not a lot on the next. So, uh, but we're, we're primarily those four kind of the big four is what we're really, really driving at this point. Right. And Nathaniel, you're very active on, well, all aspects, but I see you very active on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk to us about the different platforms that you use? Um, our main platforms are going to be Facebook and Instagram. Um, I am most familiar with those two. Um, the one that's been kind of always of interest of, for us is Pinterest. Um, I cannot say that I have any personal experience using Pinterest. Um, it's not how my, I'm, I, 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 my <laughs> brain doesn't work that way, but we've kind of compartmentalized, um, our, our kind of community and more, um, employees engagement on Facebook and then Instagram is really um, kind of our tool to reach the A and D community. That's where we take in, you know, more of the glamour shot approach and, and more of the, I guess, lifestyle type posts will cross over between those two platforms, but it's, it's Facebook where you get to see, you know, DPHA and other organizations and, and manufacturers and showrooms across the country come together and kind of, you know, it's almost like going to a conference. That's how we treat it. Um, you know, as well as a lot of like nonprofit involvement, that kind of stuff is, is very prevalent on Facebook where Instagram is kind of like, if it doesn't look good, we're not going to show it. And um, that's kind of the, the high bar 
social platform that we have. <laughs> I just saw um, Garrison Hollinger. Hi, Garrison. We were supposed to be in Italy this uh, this spring, and we didn't get to go together. That oh, looks like Garrison's one of our, one of the designers. He said, from a designer mm-hmm. point of view, we love the glamour lifestyle shop shots. Helps us tell the story to the clients. That's great. Um, and then Kyle. Uh, Nathaniel Kyle wants to know that why there are no Chown TikTok dance videos. Because nobody wants to see that from me. That's the easy answer. We, we should hand that off to his, uh... Who would like to see Nathaniel do a TikTok dance? Oh, that is, all good, the, that is a good For all of the attendees. Garrison says yes. <laughs> I, I, I try to keep myself in the uh, limelight as as little as possible. But if you uh, if you've ever been to K Biz in Vegas, um, a few people have seen a few dance moves out of me. Um, I would rather forget. Thankfully, we're not filmed. One of them involved a pole. Anyway, Anthony. <laughs> What about the social media platforms that you So for us, uh, obviously, Instagram is number one. I feel like that's how we reach our A&D community the most. And that's, you know, most people, as far as the design community and design-centric, are mainly using uh, Instagram, in our opinions, uh, Facebook, and, of course, LinkedIn. Um, TikTok, we don't really do much. Pinterest, we, we play with a little. Not much with TikTok. Um, we don't do anything with TikTok or really not much with Twitter, but again, Instagram for us, I would say is number one, followed by Facebook and LinkedIn. The other, the lastly, I didn't see, and we didn't really talk about it. It's not necessarily social somewhat is YouTube. Um, I was going to ask, that was going to yeah. be my next question. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It wasn't on the list. It was okay. Something- Cause I didn't see it on there. So it that's wasn't. why I, was like, I, right. I just All right, cool. Cool, cool. So uh, the one thing that we as a company need to, and unfortunately we had plans to start doing a lot more how-to videos and everything. It's just really hard right now because of COVID uh, or hashtag COVID, hashtag Rona, however you want to call it, uh, being that we're talking about social media. But um, yeah, that was kind of corny. I'm sorry. That was um, great. I tried. Um, but for the most part, you know, those are the, the main, our main focus is Instagram being number one to answer your question. Awesome. Thank you. Do now, Michael and Nathaniel, do either of you guys have a YouTube channel and how do you use it if you do? Because Sidebar DPHA is working on our YouTube channel and we would like to subscribe to those of you who have a YouTube channel, but also figure out how to help share, share videos. It's one of our 2021 projects on the DPHA marketing committee. Yeah, we haven't, um, we, we utilize YouTube a lot, but we push a lot of our manufacturers YouTube videos out, the, the how-to videos and the installation videos. Yeah, they do a great job on, on and they manage that well and it's, 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 it's produced well. So we kind of piggyback on, on what they're doing and we send that out. Um, we haven't done a whole lot ourselves. We, we have a YouTube channel and um, my perspective is one of failure, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. That's good, it um, helps us all learn. Uh, going into YouTube, it's important to understand how Google's algorithms work. Um, if you're going to um, take it from an organic, pers- you know, uh, an, an organic strategy, consistency is key. And you can't, you know, you can't show up every six or eight weeks and post a new video. 
you really have to be on top of producing videos weekly, um, multiple times a week, touching many facets of uh, video topics. Um, so going into it, I, I, I have a really high standard for quality of video content and was probably too stringent about what we shared instead of uh, focusing on being consistent and informative. And uh, that was a learning lesson. Um, however, you can't just say, ah, let's start over and let's figure it out and figure out what we did wrong and redo it. Um, it's quite a long process to undo shoddy work and improve moving forward. So we unfortunately, or we're out of kind of out of the YouTube business. We still use it through our other channels as um, the host platform for a lot of our how-to videos and a lot of, um, you know, our personal challenge branded stuff. Uh, but, you know, YouTube was, uh, we dropped the ball and it's not one you can pick up real easy without starting straight from ground zero. That's great perspective though. That really is. Um, and I appreciate that information. Um, and Kimberly, I, yeah. just in terms of videos, this is just something that we've been kind of playing around with. It's a, it's a video software package called dub D U B B. And it's got, uh, so we're embedding that in our, in some LinkedIn and in some of our email campaigns and it gives you great analytics on who's opening it, how long they're looking at it, who they're forwarding it to. So, um, I've been really impressed with them and that's, and, and we're in the infancy here. We're still trying to you know, get, get it up and running and work with it, but I've been really happy with the results we've seen. And it's a great tool to use uh, if you want to get into video and just, so and just watch D-U-B-B? the interaction. D-U-B-B, yeah. All right. I just put that into the chat for all panelists and attendees. Um, that's great. I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done. Yeah. Um, I have a question here for the designers that are attendees. So if you can answer this by writing in the chat, that would be great. Um, what is the best platform for the designers to view the lifestyle shots? Um, I would think it's Instagram would be my first initial thought. Um, Garrison says Instagram. Um, if there are any other designers on who would like to answer that, um, really, or anyone for, you know, that looks up design stuff on any social media platform, we've got another designer that says Instagram. So, um, Lucille, there's your answer. Um, Instagram by far again. So that's really interesting. Um, I like that. Thank you for that question. Um, Tammy also was commenting that um, it's very interesting our, your the panel's feedback about Facebook um, with their clients. It's not about that's not how people find them at all. It's all about Instagram. Um, they found that with the amount of time someone wants to spend looking, it's the picture that is really what's drawing them. People, the attention span is not obviously what it used to be. So where people used to pick up a printed, uh, you know, a magazine or a newspaper or something along those lines, people want snippets now. They want, like we were kind of saying, short YouTube videos. They want Instagram because it's going to be one image that and, and a, pre, a pre, quick caption so they can look at what you have and move on to the next or forward it to a friend if they'd like. If not, whatever, they move on and it's on to the next. They want it to be quick. They want it to be easy. They want it to be straight and to the point. That's what we have found, you know, um, has been the, the, you know, most successful for either a post or anything that we do. Uh, 
Facebook, again, you're going to get a longer caption. There's going to be more of potential conversation about something as opposed to Instagram. You're going to get a like and maybe a share. You know? So I'll tell you what drives me a little bonkers about Instagram. And I use Instagram personally. We use it with DPHA. It's the inability to link. Mm. To share What's links. This? So okay. from, from a business standpoint, um, and I know y'all are here to hear from the panelists and not a little me, but um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna talk about different about food suite and some different programs yeah. that can be used for yep. social, but we try to be very active on social with CPHA and um when I share links to our blogs or our articles and stuff like that on Facebook and LinkedIn, I can share and you click and it's totally clickable. Um, when it's on Instagram, you don't you have that do ability. Yeah, you can only do a link in bio. Um, but then it has, but there's only one link you can put in bio. So right. what we did on DPHA, and I don't know how many of you follow us, but please go follow us. Um, what we did is we put a link in the bio and that is to the DPHA blogger site. So that has all of the articles that we post. Um, the longer articles from connections, it goes there. So while we used to be directing people to our website, which we would love, we could only do one or the other. So now we edit the, the posts to say link in bio and we have it there. But if we have to link anywhere else, we can't. Right. So um, that, okay. So one of the designers wrote link tree. I'm writing that down. Thank you, Garrison. Um, I had looked up a bunch of different ones too. Um, and some of them are very cumbersome. I don't think I know Linktree. Um, I think I've tried about all of them um, <laughs> because uh, one, of the, one of the things that you discover when you're experimenting with a lot of these uh, scheduling apps is uh, at the beginning, you know, you'll find it was basically Facebook and only Facebook. And now you have potentially eight to 10 social channels that you want to share the same content, um, it, you know, interchange the same t content. And the, it's almost like each of them was built for one in mind, and then they missed the mark on some of the others. Um, so I've, I still use two different ones because I, uh, one doesn't integrate with LinkedIn and I still like to use posts on link on LinkedIn. And then the other two are fantastic for, uh, uh, Instagram in one case and YouTube, the other. So, so don't leave um, us hanging. What are they? Uh, I use later. That is my mm -hmm. link integrate integrating. Um, yep. I primarily use later for Instagram. And one it of the reasons why it does not work with LinkedIn. It doesn't. And that is why we do not this is uh, this is actually a, a a list of not not your posts on your wall, but all of the posts that link back to a landing page, and it uses the same link for every image, so you don't have to update your link in bio every time you change it. All you have to do is update the link on the actual image. So it's it's really easy to use, and it. Uh, avoids the mistake of forgetting to change the hyperlink on the on, on in your bio. Uh, it's super easy to use, and I actually I love it. The only downside is they don't use uh, they don't integrate with LinkedIn. And, nope. and that's yeah. that's what turned um, us off because we were we were researching. And then what's the other one that you use? Um, I use Buffer, and Buffer just added a feature that allows you to share the link in bio, um, but it does not give you that uh, that content grid the same way that later does. 
Um, and that's really important to me because if you're, if you're, you know, a little more on the perfectionist side of things, like I am, um, I really do like to look at things like color palettes and looking at the, you know, your top nine images and making sure that, you know, you don't have, you know, some odd duck color scheme sneaking its way into the middle of it. Um, you know, that's the, that's the smart. I would never think about that. Well, they, there's certain features that later has that allow you to, instead of, you know, dumping all your media into a huge folder and, and kind of pre-planning, okay, these are the next 12 that I'm going to do. You can actually lay it out based on how it's going to make your, your whole wall look instead of just, you know, images and links and dates on a calendar. It's, it's a pretty cool tool. Again, the only downside is they don't, they don't have LinkedIn. So. Nope. But that that's really interesting. Um, Anthony, Michael, do you guys have any experience with any of these apps or any different app? And, and we could talk about Hootsuite too. I use it. We use different ones. We use Unum to help build out our posts. How and do you spell that? U N U M. Okay. And we also use Loomly, which I feel is. We love Loomly. Uh, Loomly helps to do all of our posts at that. L-O-O-M-L-Y? Yes, correct. Hmm. And that works with all of the, you know, we could, we use that to post everywhere. That basically, you know, we we schedule out our posts in advance. Once we build them out in Unum, we take them from there and we throw it into Loomly. Um, That's where I actually go in weekly and I, Make, take a look at what my team has put in there to make sure everything is correct. Looking at the image, making sure the model number is right, the finish, because we have so many different finish options. I just like to go in weekly, either Monday or Friday, take a look at what they've loaded in. I can make my notes in there. Anytime I make a note, it gets pushed out to the whole team. They know to go look to either make a change um, or whatever. Once they schedule it, it gets pushed out everywhere. So Loomly for us is, is huge, uh, but I am definitely looking forward to look into, you know, some of these others, Linktree and later to just see how they are as well. Uh, Preview was another one that was just given to us um, by Stephanie with SH Design Build. So thank you, Stephanie, for that one. Cool. Thank you. Michael, do you use any of these? Uh, we we have a, a social media company that we work with that, that kind of manages our posts and they use software called Hey Orca. H-E-Y-O-R-C-A. And that's, that's how I found what Anthony was just referring to in terms of going on and looking at the content and looking at the upcoming posts. It operates the same way I go on. I read it. I look at the post. I can make changes. I can revise. Um, and then they, they post off of that. But uh, yeah, they manage that for us. I'm learning so many new programs because I only knew later. Um, and I think I had looked at Buffer too. Um, so we use Hootsuite. Um, which does a lot of, you know, what you guys um, are talking about. We can schedule all of our posts. I can share the same post to multiple, um, multiple platforms. They just launched an update this week where I can now to put multiple images on a Instagram post, which is great. Um, but I do still have to go in separately on Instagram and tag and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to look into a bunch of these other apps. Um, constant contact I know also does offer, um, a scheduler for social media. Um, I looked into that because that's how you all get those of you who get connections. It's through constant contact, as I'm sure you've noticed. Um, so the ability to share from constant contact was, uh, very appealing to me, but it wasn't, um, it was very cumbersome 
uh, Hootsuite, you can stay on the same screen and just schedule, schedule, schedule and create new ones right on top. Constant contact, you had to go out and go back in. And it just, it was not great for someone that's scheduling, you know, five plus posts a week, um, which I don't think is that much. We do one to two a day, uh, sometimes three, but that's only if we need to throw something in there. Um, so uh, for anyone that you know, has any experience there was thinking about that. That's our, that's been our experience with, um, with constant contact and Hootsuite. That's great. That was an awesome conversation because that's like, that was one of my big points that was later on the list, but I'm glad it kind of worked in there. Um, Garrison, thank you for, um, for your ideas. He also put in GHID Inc. for another one that allows you to guide the viewer toward content um, and then Linktree as well. So I'm looking forward to trying all of those out. Oh, that's Garrison's. Ah, uh, that's Garrison's Instagram. Everybody go to GHID Inc. on Instagram. Thank you, Garrison. <laughs> All right, I'm going to write that down. You will get many followers today, at least four. Coming on right now. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's see, Nathaniel. Um, what are some easy things that a showroom could do to create a presence online? Because you guys have done such an incredible job. Um, and I know there are a lot of showrooms that have not been as successful. Uh, from my own experience, when I was on the showroom side, it was very hard and I was not as good as you are. So. Oh, thank you. Um, you, you were probably pretty good at the time and still are. So um, I think, I think the easiest uh, the easiest advice is start small and learn your process. Um, don't bite off more than you can chew. You don't need to be on six different platforms at the beginning. Um, pick the one that uh, you use personally the most. Perfect that. Um, track some of your uh, analytics and, and take a look at the data and make sure that, um, that you're moving the needle towards the right direction with what you're posting. Um, the, biggest, the biggest concern I had in when I took over social media was running out of content and you know not having enough content for um, challenge specifically. That's why that was my big goal when I uh, stepped into this position was not just developing content that was relevant to what's on display in our showrooms, but developing content um, that um, according to what our goals were, celebrated the, the clients that we have. Um, so, you know, we, we did case studies on, on projects that we did and show, showcased the, the kind of the synergy that, that exists in our industry between, you know, starts with an architect, ends with a plumber, and you got a designer and, and a contractor right in the middle there. And then we get to play a little part in that by supplying what we do. And, and there's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it becomes fun the more that you personalize it. And uh, a, a really important piece of information to understand is reps um, like Michael and, and Anthony, they have content that they have invested a ton of money in and it's at your disposal. So to, to, right out of the gate, there are a lot of useful tools at your fingertips that um, it's, it's free in most cases. So that's, that's important to understand. Um, and then on our side, you know, as we started to build traction, we looked at um, 
hiring agencies, looking outside of our, uh, you know, outside of my office <laughs> to develop that content. And, uh, and the more traction we built, the more people started to notice. And our local reps started to say like, Hey, what, what is it that they're doing? That's helping you out. And uh, how do we, how can we do more? And then, you know, I kind of show them, well, here's who does it best. I get a, you know, I get a PowerPoint presentation with links and images and everything from this manufacturer. If you did that for me, you're the easy button. So um, that kind of changed a little bit of the uh, approach for some of our local. Okay. So to build on that, because we have lots of manufacturers on the call, repeat that and tell them what they need to do. So I, I get, what do you need as a showroom? What do you need from your manufacturer? Um, If you have, if your manufacturer has a uh, social media plan, and they can share that with their partners in each region, showrooms, and then you know essentially say, "Here's the ten images that we want you to share for this quarter or this month. Um, here's the the copy for it, so you can just copy and paste or insert your name here or tag us here." Um, the more you can load the lips of your showrooms, the easier it is for them to promote your brands, and that's that's vital because. Uh, especially when you've gone through all of your organic content and you're you you're looking at okay where can i you know where can i put uh, you know kind of plug in a manufacturer here or there to make up for the gap i'm going to i'm going to go back to the manufacturers that make it easiest for me to plug it in and some of them i i mean i've i've started hashtags um, that are specific to uh, manufacturers, because I know that every, you know, first day of each quarter, I'm going to get a whole three months worth of content from them and I can just plug it in right away. I'm never, there's never a lull in my schedule because I know that, you know, every Friday I'm going to promote this brand every Wednesday, I'm going to promote this brand until I'm out of content. And that's, uh, that's, it's an easy button. Um, I would like that too. <laughs> So please send that to me at DPHA because that would be fantastic. And Tammy uh, with Parks Decorative says the same thing. She said she cannot agree more with Nathaniel. That would be so awesome. Um, I can think of one manufacturer I know of that did that um, back when I was on the showroom side, but that was also you know, several years ago. But that is awesome. So do you find that you are, are you creating your own unique posts with that information rather than sharing their posts? And if yes. so, why? And what do you see as the benefit there? So I see, um, I I won't get to specific brands, but they, they will have their own uh, social media strategy for their own brand. And then they kind of develop uh, kind of like a, a footnote post for their showrooms. So and it's not it's, the same as their post. It's a supporter. It is not. Post. Nope. Nope. It's, it's unique to the showrooms. Um, their posts usually have a little bit different flair and, you know, some of the European brands have uh, the posts originate in Europe. So it's in a different language and then they just <laughs> translate it for us, you know, Americans. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's very rarely the same thing. I will say that uh, some of the more well-known manufacturers that have similar programs like this, they, uh, they're, they take a lot of ownership over how you share their uh, content. So uh, be aware that sometimes you got to uh, either pay to play or 
play by their rules. And, um, that's, that's just the, the nature of owning your brand. And, and, uh, we understand that, but, um, it, it is really easy when someone says, here's what you're going to say about us. Here's what you can say about yourself. And here's the images to use. And you just plug it into your calendar and you're done. Uh, that's, that's, that's always great. as busy as we are the easy wins every time as long as the content looks good it's uh let's see is rich on because rich will appreciate me saying this um it's the kiss method keep it simple stupid <laughs> right keep it I've simple been that a lot lately i i <laughs> That I I've been binging Survivor and it's been in like the last three seasons. So he's not on Rebecca. You have to tell him I said that. Um, now, Michael, you represent a lot of big brands, a lot of DPHA brands. Um, when you post, do you get something similar to what Nathaniel's talking about? Do you share their posts? How do you create the the posts? You're on mute. <laughs> It was bound to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, we do both actually. We 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 try to mirror what our manufacturers are doing. So if they're they're posting, we'll get we'll get their social media calendar. We'll 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 tag along with that. Um, and then we also, if if we feel that there's something at the local level where we've got some energy, maybe uh, maybe it's a product category or a certain design or collection that we're seeing activity or a lot of interest on, then we'll do our own post uh, on that. But uh, we do try to mirror our manufacturers for the most part uh, and support their efforts. And we'll get a lot. Of, we'll get the pictures, the content, a lot of what they do. And then just to, re- just to reinforce it, we'll, we'll, we'll forward and we'll repost uh, what they do as well. Great. And Anthony, from a manufacturer's perspective, I've got a couple of questions with, you, with this one. Sure. One, do you offer something like that? Is that something you guys do? We don't currently. Um, Are you going to now? We plan to do, we have been planning to do that. Unfortunately, we're all not, it's COVID kind of put a wrench in a lot of our plans, whether it be new products, marketing, like we're kind of, you know, just moving around and and making as this year is not fun. Let's just put it out there. Uh, We're hoping that in 2021, as things progress, our marketing efforts on social media can get to that point because that's where we need to be. And we realize that to answer your question. Okay. Um, what else from a manufacturer or from a manufacturer's standpoint, which would you prefer? And maybe this is more of like the, the whole marketing question as a, as a, as a whole, um, would you prefer somebody kind of share your posts or create their own with your information? Or do you have an opinion on that? Honestly, I really, as long as they're getting my brand out there and if they're share, if I'm posting something on our social media page, obviously it's something that we feel needs to get out to the public. So if somebody's to go share that and make sure that they obviously tag us and so forth, we're okay with that. If they want to create our, their own posts about this, I'm also okay with that. Uh, like I said in the beginning of this, the, the goal is followers for us. So however and whenever we're going to get these followers, that's kind of how we want them. So I don't care how they share. I, I think know. it's important to uh, point out that there's there's definitely a trend of collaborative efforts and just the appearance of collaborating with your brand. Uh, you know, comes to mind like the NBA collaborating with rappers on jersey designs for you know teams across the country, and 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 that that whole mindset is such a um, 
uh, a telling sign of the kind of the the purpose of social media, and that's togetherness and coming together around you know common interests and um, you know that word collaboration i think is is an important one to remember because you know you're looking at brands like they're your friends not like they're you know a product that leads to dollars at the end and that's really a a transparency piece that if you do it wrong you're going to look like you know slicked back car salesmen instead of you know hey we're all collaborating together to be build beautiful homes awesome so I'm going to take us back to the basics a little bit. Um, and I'm going to let who, whichever one of you wants to answer, answer. Um, but I want to talk about lingo. I want to talk about hashtags, how you decide what kind of hashtags to use. What's SEO, search engine optimization? Um, do you, is that something that you look at? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, just yes, a blanket yes. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, data is king. And the more data you have about something, um, you know, the more data you have out there, the more uh, people are going to be able to find you. Um, again, hashtags are huge. I said something before, hashtag COVID, whatever, hashtag faucet. Um, you know, let's, let's, those- let's dive into the hashtags a little bit. That was me. So, I mean, people follow certain hashtags, right? So depending on what it is, and again, Mrs. Jones is home. Uh, designers, a lot of people are connected. They've always been connected, but with Corona, virus and COVID-19, everybody's LinkedIn. Look at what we're doing here. We're having a webinar. We're online. We're not in person, right? So having this information out there, as much of it as possible is going to be beneficial. So however it gets out there, in my opinion, that's, you know, and, and looking at the the metrics as well, pulling the analytics, making sure it's working. That's the other side of it. Um, SEO is a uh, abbreviation for search engine optimization and um there's a close correlation between hashtags and seo seo is essentially um uh telling google what you think interests you and also tracking how people are finding you so that you know what's working so that you know how to invest um, your optimization dollars hashtags uh, are essentially social media's search engine and that's um, that's how people find you. If you're going to follow Beautiful Kitchen, and that's what you're interested in, then you want to hashtag Beautiful Kitchen hashtag because that's luxury that's, bathrooms, hashtag luxury, luxury bath- kitchens, hashtag DPHA. Just some ideas of hashtags of- to follow. <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, you want people to find you. So it's definitely worth paying attention to um, not just how you think someone's going to find you, but also how people are actually finding you. That's uh, also something I would highly recommend outsourcing if you don't understand it entirely. So Um, we had a question. Is there a program or software you use to determine the best hashtags or words to use for SEO? Uh, it's called Google Analytics or Google My Business. Um, it's going to be, I, I mean, I, I've been doing it for five years now, so that's it's a little more familiar to me than it was on the day one. But day one, I, I was a deer in headlights. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of, um, it, it's ever changing. It's not the same it was in 2000. 
16 for me. Um, it's very different today and technology advances to the point where you can, you know, we're going to be really close to uh, image engine optimization really soon. And that is what it sounds like. Instead of words, you're actually eventually going to be able to use AR and VR to see your products in images and have Google tag it and bring it back to your website. I mean, that's, uh, that's the crazy advances in technology. That's the point we've gotten to where it's not going to be words anymore. It's going to be pictures, um, which is something to consider when you look at Instagram. On the early, like just to piggyback off of what you're saying on the early side of this, Google always had the reverse search of uh, an image search, right? So that was the infancy of it. And now they're kind of, it's, it's that, platform it's that uh, um, technology on steroids basically mm -hmm. is what you're saying right am i wrong oh yeah it's uh it's it is that technology and um it's facial recognition like i mean there was that stupid uh instagram filter that came out a few years ago where you could age yourself four years or whatever um and i mean the the goal of that app was to you know, essentially turn what unlocks your phone into an advertising algorithm. So there's, there's some, I'm, I won't plug the social dilemma on Netflix, but uh, it's. I'm too scared to watch, that. watch Very, very interesting movie. I highly recommend it's so sketchy, but it's very, uh, it's a very uh, enlightening, I would call it um, an eye opening uh, check it out. I highly recommend. I agree with you. It, it opens your eyes to the usefulness of engagement on your social platforms because uh, I mentioned it earlier with YouTube. But once once their uh, their IT brain or 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 uh, AI brain says that you don't meet a criteria and then you're gone, their algorithm completely forgets you. So if you're consistently relevant, consistently engaged with your followers and, and constant, you're not going to fall outside of that target demographic for their algorithms. And you're going to stay relevant. You're going to keep, keep your core customers and target clients um, engaged. And that's, that's something to understand because it's how the world and social media and the internet is working now. So interesting. All right. I want each of you to name like two or three of your favorite hashtags in our industry that we should all be following. That wasn't on the outline of questions. I just threw that out at you and put you on the spot. Luxury bathrooms, luxury kitchens. Oh, you copycat. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of threw a softball there. What do you think I'm going to do? Come on. Uh, you know, luxury bathrooms, luxury kitchens, faucets, uh, bathrooms, um, you know, there's a, there's a ton of them. The one thing that we do too, is we obviously look at everybody else's pages, right? We look at like, there's a ton of different, um, bathroom or kitchen, um, pages that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. So you obviously want to get in line with kind of what they're doing, you know, cause they're obviously doing something right. If they have half a million followers or a million followers and they're a bathroom, uh, or, or a kitchen design kind of platform. So take a look at what they're doing. You know, you don't need to recreate the wheel. Um, some of that stuff is already existing for you and it's at your fingertips. You just got to go out and search it. One other thing I do want to say guys real quick is, um, 
getting with some of these and, and uh, collaborating, you said it earlier, was collaborating with some of these bigger accounts, right? They'll do posts for you. And, and we've researched in some of this, some of these accounts that have, you know, 500,000, a million followers. I mean, if you throw them 50 bucks, 100 bucks in certain areas, it's not a lot of money. They'll do certain posts for you. So that's another way to help to get followers as well influencers exactly using these influencers you know it's you're, you're not going to spend uh if you throw it into your budget you're not going to spend a ton of money and as a manufacturer it does help because people will follow you and it does work great michael hashtags give me your favorite hashtag i mean nothing more creative than what anthony just said i'm, I'm gonna hate to take the easier road on that one but I, Fine. Nathaniel, I give me a creative one <laughs> um give me one i don't know Interior design is the one that I will have on every post that we That's a good one. put on social media. Um, I, I like the hashtag choose local. Um, that's a big uh, value that's a proposition for, for us. Um, and it's a, it, it crosses over into uh, other areas of local business. So that's, that's one I really like. I got some for you if you want to come back to it. Sure. Um, bathroom goals, bathroom decor, bathroom designs, faucet fixtures, bath. Just look at a Jack Lowe post, honestly, and you'll see okay. down below everybody. Follow Jack Lowe uh, on Instagram. <laughs> You're and every other. plug. It's good. Just throw it in there. Just saying, everybody follow us, but take a look. You know, there's, I would say, probably for every post, uh, Alexandra, who's our wonderful Instagram uh, um, social media coordinator, um, she'll usually throw 20, you know, 15, 20, 25 hashtags in there. I have read, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I have read that you want to be careful and not hashtag overload. True. Especially on Facebook. Um, Facebook okay. is where it's kind of in your face. Um, I, last time I checked, I think the recommendation was no more than five on, on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn's different because uh, that's how people actually do find you. Um, but Instagram is, is the easiest one because um, you can hide it in your comments. You can hide yeah. it, you know, below the fold, as we say. Yep. On, uh, so there's, uh, there's, yep, yep. There's easy ways to, to hide them. So it's not such an obvious, you know, ocean of hashtags. Nice. Um, so Tammy said that she's used SpyFu, SpyFu in the past. Um, does anyone use it? And if so, is there value? I have not heard of that. Have any of you heard of SpyFu? Sorry, Tammy, can't help you with that. But now I'm going to look it up when we're done because now I'm curious. Um, so I do want to take a minute to put Garrison in the um, hot seat. So Garrison is a designer who's joining us and he's been chatting with the panelists the whole time. He's the one whose Instagram I told you guys to look up. So um, I'm going to have him take the mic. Um, Garrison, can you welcome, first of all, I know you're like, what happened? Why is he on here? <laughs> no, I made you on here. Thank you so much for joining us. And I appreciate all of the information you've been giving us. So what I would love to know is for everyone, um, who's on here from a designer standpoint, what are you said? Instagram is the most important platform. What are you looking for? How do you incorporate Instagram or any other social media platforms into your business? And I've already followed you on Instagram and I think every, <laughs> your Instagram is gorgeous, but I haven't been able to look very much since, you know, I'm yeah, I get it. Well, I appreciate it. Um, 
I would, you know, sometimes looking at hashtags, I would say one thing that I look for is consistency is for a brand to really find one hashtag that they use every single post, no matter what. Cause I also like to stealth follow people. Um, I feel like that's cause I run my own social media. So, you know, I'm very low key kind of scrappy guy that just, we don't spend a lot of money on marketing. Um, never have done marketing really, but you know, I use what a, I use a service called Planoly, uh, which is a lot like a scheduler. And so for me, what I do is I don't want to spend more than an hour on social media. So I'll just follow hashtags a lot of times. And it really kind of cuts through. But also when I see another brand or someone identifier trying to imitate something that I really like, I'll start seeing it in my feed. And so it gives me a really quick up-to-date pulse on someone who's maybe trying to um, align themselves with a really great brand that I love. So that's kind of one of my little secrets that I don't tell much. Um, I think the other thing about lifestyle for me is I want to see the lifestyle images in, on Instagram and kind of those real life uses because a lot of times I have to I'm always looking for them and Pinterest just, ugh, it's not my favorite. Um, I have a few designers on the team that are really good at it and they can source things quickly. I just get lost. Um, so on Instagram for me, I really look for imagery that is really about the product. Um, and then surrounding that product is the lifestyle. Cause sometimes you see like, it's just the product's too forced into a space. Like, it's, you can see it's like hanging, somehow they've rigged it to hang and the water's floating out of air somewhere. And that's beautiful, I'm sure. Uh, it has no value for me. Yeah. Those Makes are, sense. that's just, that's my opinion though. <laughs> that's an awesome opinion. And I, you know, when I search Instagram for myself, it's the same way. It's those beautiful lifestyle images that are going to attract me yeah. as well. I love um, seeing a beautiful human body in a bathtub splashing water everywhere, but I'm not going to show those in one of my, pre well, good job. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to show that in my presentation, right? Yeah. The other thing I would say that I feel like there's a, there could be a little bit more involvement for vendors, suppliers, showroom would be in the private Facebook groups. Um, I belong to some interior design groups that I didn't even know existed. This is year 10 for me. I really didn't know they existed until a year ago. And there's thousands and thousands of members that belong to these interior design groups. And a lot of times the non-expert becomes the expert because they speak up first. And it's like, oh my gosh, you hear things that you're like, oh, I just wish there was a vendor on here to correct them. So um, we are, um, we are part of the kitchen and bath industry group. Um, uh -huh. Veronica. Mother oh, I love her group. Yeah. I love that. That one's good. So that's one that I found. Um, yeah. And I try to chime in whenever possible. And I know that um, several of our members, oh, Debbie's not on. She's usually on our webinars, but Debbie Miller, um, <laughs> comments on a lot of the posts as well. And I've been commenting on a bunch of them. Um, and I find it's that so one helpful. really interesting. Yeah, it's so helpful. And I know they have some rules, like you can't post certain links or whatever. I know, but... I tried to like really promote our virtual conference on there and she moved the link to just a, a, a post just about um, webinars and stuff. And I'm like, no, I want everybody yeah. to come to this. And yeah. So, it's it's hard to use for promotion, but um, you know we try to to help there. And I know there are I've seen I get notified when anyone that I'm friends with on Facebook comments on it. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of industry industry DPHA folks that 
that participate yeah. in that. So that's so awesome. I may have you, um, I may friend you on Facebook and have you invite me into yeah. some of those. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. So we, we've got just a couple minutes left, but Garrison, don't go anywhere because I want to um, just say that if there's any attendees that want to ask Garrison a specific question <laughs> while we have him up here, um, please do. Or sp speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> right. Um, and in the meantime, um, I'm just going to thank everybody for coming. Um, this has been an awesome, very lively conversation. They always go by so quickly, um, but we pretty much got through everything on the list and then some. Um, so I just want to thank everybody for coming. Nathaniel, Anthony, Michael, thank you so much for your participation as panelists. Um, Garrison, looks like we don't have any questions coming through, but I'll I'll keep you on there just in case someone's typing right now anyway. Hey, thanks um, for letting me bust in. <laughs> and uh, thank you all. We are going to take a little break for the holidays because two weeks from today would be Christmas week. And that's just, is that really two weeks from today? But um, I believe it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back January 13th, but it's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be a webinar. January 13th, we are hosting the first of our quarterly member roundtable discussions. So for those of you that participated at um, DPHA Connect, our virtual conference, we are going to be doing that on the 13th. There will be a link to register um, in connection starting this week. So make sure you register for that. Um, and then we'll be back with another webinar at the end of January. And Stay tuned. We've got some good topics in the works for that. Um, so thank you all so much. Garrison, we're good. We don't have um, we don't have anything. Oh, I don't want to remove you. Hang on. Um, I think I removed him by accident. I'm sorry, Garrison. Um, everybody follow Garrison on Instagram. Yes, everybody follow him on Instagram. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, I just realized I didn't introduce myself at the beginning. I'm Kimberly Glazer with DPHA. Um, if you have uh, any ideas for topics for our webinars, please feel free to reach out to me. It's Kimberly at DPHA.net. That's K-Y-M-B-E-R-L-Y at DPHA.net. And thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful day. If you would like to present in the future or inquire about membership or sponsorship, please visit dpha.net today.